What does barbecue mean to you? It's all about family. Good food. Summertime and friends. Of nostalgia. A whole lot of tasty. Soul-filling, belly-filling goodness. All of my favorite foods. A cultural touchstone. For me, it's a tether to the people who came before me. Getting together with family and friends. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 204 of the Eat More Barbecue Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Sanderson. Thank you for tuning in. Memphis in May is known as the Super Bowl of Swine, and it is a competition unlike any of the other major barbecue events. The main categories are all pork, and it has a unique judging system that includes in-person visits from the judges, where the teams walk through their cooking process and tell the story of their team and their cook. The competition attracts a who's who of top teams in the world, so when a Canadian team takes fifth place in the whole hog category, it is a big deal. I caught up with Stephen, Greg, and Rosalie of the Rusty's Smoke Barbecue last week as they were making their way back home to Ontario from Memphis with the hog cooker Big Red in tow. That conversation is coming right up after I tell you about the Motley Q 2022 Competition Bounty Program. For the last couple of years, Motley Q's amazing products have been winning awards in multiple sauce and seasoning contests, like the best sauce on the planet. Competition barbecue cooks have also been receiving calls using Motley Q products at competitions all over the world. So this year, Big Joe and Jess are looking to add to the winning. In 2022, when you use Motley Q products and win a category or a GC, you'll get a little extra jangle in your pockets. It's as simple as this. Use Motley Q products in a sanctioned competition. Take some pictures or video as proof. When you win a category or GC, email Motley Q the proof and they will send you $250 as a bonus. They will most likely do a post about your win, but will not share any pictures you don't want out there. Your secret is safe with them. Visit motleyq.ca, M-O-T-L-E-Y-Q-U-E.ca, and click on the Barbecue Bounty Program tab at the top of the screen to get all the details. Welcome back, everybody, another episode of the podcast. And just this past weekend, as I'm recording, was one of the, uh, what we call the majors in competition barbecue Memphis in May, and we had a Canadian team with a fantastic result down there, and I'm really excited to have the team of Rusty's Smoke Barbecue on the line. Uh, they're in their vehicle traveling back from Memphis to Ontario. Uh, we've got Stephen Perrin, Greg Aubrey, and Rosalie Gergenti uh, with us on the line, and also uh, one of the teammates has uh, flew back home, I guess, uh, Philip Gaudet uh, was part of that crew. So, uh, folks, welcome to the show. How are we doing? Pretty good. We're doing yeah. great. A lot easier ride with a big trophy in the car. No doubt at all. No doubt. That's uh, congrats. First off, congratulations. Uh, fifth place in the whole hog category. That's outstanding, uh, regardless of where you're from. But as a, a champion of Canadian barbecue, really excited to see that. Uh, maybe we'll just do a little oh, yeah. uh, a little uh, introduction on the folks. Uh, Stephen, maybe we'll start with you. Uh, a little background on yourself. Yeah, so... Um I'm a chef by trade. I've been in barbecue uh, now since uh, 2010. Uh, is when I first hosted a KCBS event in uh, just up in Blue Mountains, where I'm from. And, um, and then the bug the bug grew and grew and grew, and uh, I started competing um, with a very chefy attitude, and <laughs> sort of got my chefy attitude handed back to me from the barbecue. Um, teams mm-hmm. you know that the amateur teams or the professional teams i thought i was going to go in and, and just kick ass all around because yep. I'm, a, I'm a trained chef right um so we created uh we opened up rusty's in blue mountain and uh the first contest that i entered was out in uh Terlingua, texas we actually qualified for um the world championship chili cook-off okay nice and uh that was like my first taste of barbecue and in my first contest i got two calls i got an eighth place ribs and a second place brisket in texas right at the right at the mexican border so needless to say i was hooked right after the first call yep so um moving on from there i just i just couldn't get enough i i was uh up until covid hit i was competing between 12 and 15 times a year and yep. I'd hit, you know, we've been we've been going down to Memphis for the past twelve years. Okay, wow. And uh, yeah, we've also we also done we've uh, this year we did the San Antonio Rodeo, yep. we did the Houston Rodeo, we did a stop in um, at the World Food Championships, we did the the KCBS Invitational, 
Uh, and needless to say, we've been on a, on a pretty decent roll the last few major contests, but this is by far the, the biggest thing that, uh, that we've achieved because, uh, We've never been able to crack top twenty. Yeah, oh, that's awesome. That's <laughs> so awesome. To, to get a top ten call, uh, we didn't even we didn't even know that we had hit fifth. Uh, yep. fifth but um, just to be told that we had hit ten, like in the top ten, we were like totally like blown away. Yep. And I'm looking at the uh, well. We'll get into that uh, the results here a bit, but we'll uh, uh, Greg maybe a little bit about your uh, your background there. I'm uh, I'm a uh, retired. Uh, C- I took early retirement from CTV. Okay. Um, my wife figured I needed a hobby <laughs> and uh, I thought, always thought I could barbecue and I entered a contest and promptly came in like last. Okay. And, uh, that's when I took Myron Mixon's course down in uh, Georgia. And, um, ever since then we've been competing in Ontario as Aubrey barbecue. Yep. Uh, but when we go to the, Steve and I do a lot in the U S so we formed up, uh, Rusty's together yep. and, uh, we we complement each other well. Uh, his chefy, uh, his chefy um, skills sure. um, enable us to do some pretty amazing plating. So, right, yep. Other than that, um, I just love competing. Awesome. Now, were you an on-air person with CTV behind the scenes? No, I was in marketing. Okay, awesome. So uh, I got to see the uh, the whole change of the uh, broadcast industry, I, um, yeah. the amalgamations. And, um, when Bell kind of bought up half the TV stations in Canada, yeah. uh, I just decided it was uh, time to move on. Time to get out so, of there. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, Rosalie, uh, how about yourself? Um, I'm actually, uh, I own a court reporting business in Oakville, Ontario, okay. but I'm, uh, I'm Steve's girlfriend. I'm a rookie ah. in the barbecue world. So. Okay. Okay. I was just uh, support staff for the pit Oh, it's uh, just as important. You know, we were just uh, the the <laughs> team the, the team I compete on this week uh, up here in Alberta this past week, and we were out in BC uh, teaching a backyard barbecue class, and uh, we had a guy there just kind of helping us out and grabbing stuff, washing, and it was awesome. Right, you're you're busy talking with uh, the students and stuff, and you're using knives, and all of a sudden you. Uh, you're ready oh, to no, go. We gave Rosie a category. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, Rosie cooked our chicken. Oh, so, okay. So it was more more than just uh, helping out. So you were. Uh, well, I so, gave it a shot. Yeah, awesome, awesome. And then, uh, what was Philip's role with the team? So uh, Phil, Phil, uh, when I first met Phil, he contacted me uh, because we were going down to Memphis in May, and him right. and his dad and his dad's uh, best friend came down. The three of them came down to Memphis in May, and uh, we're basically. Uh, Runs, you know, yep. doing a lot of running work for us yep. and whatnot. And then um, I think the we got a we got a call in uh, poultry that year. We got a fourth place poultry call, and we took stage. And I think that's when Phil really got sort of addicted to barbecue. Yeah. He was already um, in the process of um, trying to host a KCBS event mm-hmm. in um, in uh, Nova Scotia. Yep. So you know, this really put him over the top. And then unfortunately COVID hit and he had to cancel. Yeah. But again, that's happening. That's happening in August. We're, we'll be driving out for that. Oh, awesome. Great to sure. see. But yeah. Yeah, for sure. We, we got to support our teammates as well. Yeah. So this, and then, um, and also he has Jim Johnson. Yeah. Jim yeah. Johnson. And then, uh, Wayne Loman and, uh, and the gauges. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. got some, uh, uh, Oh, he's got the best of the best out there. Those yeah. are the, they, those guys uh, were, you know, frontiers and forging through Europe, right? Yeah. So they 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 brought KCBS to Europe, and and other countries, right? Yeah. So well, they've got they've got the A team over there. So. Yeah. Great. Uh, great um, to have a crew like that to help grow it out in that part of the country, right? So. Exactly. Absolutely. So after the first time uh, in Memphis with Phil, uh, soon after that he came and he competed with me down in uh, in Niagara Falls. Okay. I can't remember the name of the contest, and then and then again we got. Yeah, Summer Days Festival it was called, and uh, it was a KCBS event, and we we took I think a first place brisket and a fifth place chicken. We got a bunch of calls, finished really well, did a good showing. So this this time when he came out to Memphis, he came out with his girl new girlfriend Suzanne. Yep. And um, I said, okay, buddy, you're up. You're on the beef category. Oh, so nice. he, um, you know, he, you know, I gave him some guidance, but I wanted him to to do it on his own. You know. Mm-hmm. And uh, he actually took a 21st place in uh, in the beef category, which is quite an achievement considering there was over 200 teams in that category. Yeah, no doubt. Now, what was it? Brisket they were cooking down there? Or what was it? 
for the beef? Uh, you know, it was anything beef. Um, okay. We we did a, a black Opal Aussie A9 brisket. Nice. And uh, and we did it hot and fast on a drum, mm-hmm. and it, it turned out fantastic. I really got to give it to Phil for that one. Excellent. Excellent. Well, let's talk he about... You also had to get up oh. in the middle of the night and go down to the, the park and put it on, and I don't think he planned on that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and then, uh, and then as well, he helped. Um, you know, I did I did all the butchery and everything, and he helped with the injection and getting the pig on. And I I ran the cook overnight. He came in to relieve me in the morning when I went to get all the, uh, you know, when when the rest of us went to get all the garnish for the pig and everything. Mm-hmm. Then we all came back, and he held the fort down. We were late. We were like really pushing it for time, and he held it together. He held the temperature as well. He. He finished the cookout on his own, and then we uh, we got there and basically just went to town, you know, yep. with our blind box together. Yeah, blind so box together, and then did the, the judging roll, like bang, bang, bang. Like time just flies when when it's that when it's game time like that. Yeah, so maybe talk about the process there because I think for a lot of folks maybe that are doing KCBS, uh, the judging, uh, the whole turn in and judging uh, is a little different process well, down there, right? Yeah, it's it's totally different from KCBS. Memphis in May is the they call it the Super Bowl of Swine, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So, um, outside of the ancillary contests, and there's like nine other ancillary contests from sauce to everything, uh, poultry, exotic, seafood, yeah. beef, seafood. Um, but the main part of the contest is pork, and it's divided into three categories, and you're only allowed to compete in one. Right. So, um, the category that seems to win the most at Memphis in May is whole hog. Mm-hmm. And that's just because they award more points because it does take more skill to cook a hog and all those different parts as opposed to just cooking a shoulder or ribs. Right. So, um, mind you, shoulder shoulder wins. So does ribs. Mm-hmm. Just uh, more more often than the rest of the cat the other two categories, whole hogs tends to be awarding grand champion more often. Right. Also, it puts us up against the legend pitmasters. Yeah, no doubt. That's who we really like to, to go against, yep. to be honest. The Myron Mixons, the Sheds, um, the Melissa Cookston, Ubons, yep. those type of teams. Mm-hmm. And we were, we were up against Blues Hog this year, too. Well, yeah. Blues Hog took Blues grand Hog. champion all, all over on, on the whole thing. Yeah, so, um, but so, basically, what happens there is you... Uh, your pig gets inspected uh, around eight or so, eight nine o'clock in the morning on the Friday, mm-hmm. and then you um, you can basically cook it however you want. It ha- you can't you can't have it on um, electric. So that that's that rule is kind of the same as for KCBS, so no right. gas assisted. Yep. Um, but uh, you have to keep all the pieces of the hog intact. You do have an option of removing the head if you like, if you need to fit it into your cooker. Okay. But most teams, I think, cook it head on. Mm-hmm. And then there's a lot of um, a lot of teams. You know, you either you either cook it sort of praying or running style, which is like either either it looks like it's praying or standing up, like it looks like it's running. Right. Okay. Like the shed does a, a pig that looks like it's running. But and then the other half of the people do a Memphis style, and that's on its back, sort of butterfly. Displayed open, yeah. And. Yeah, and basically you have to cook it um, the entire thing. You can't remove pieces uh, from the pig at all to finish them. You know, separately they have to basically they have to be taken from the pig, um, sliced, pulled, however you want to do it, and they have to hand in three um, three parts. You have to do the shoulder, the loin, and the ham. So you can imagine how difficult it is to control your cook when you got these big fat hams and you got these shoulders which are half the, the width and then you've got this little tiny lean loin and you're trying to maintain moisture so like, a lot of guys will stick like uh, briskets or the butterfly pork butts they'll stick sausage we we put yeah we put we put the when we split the breastplate we cut the ribs down so you, you we separate the, the rib tips from from the ribs okay yep and we use those to cover up the hams, and we also throw a bunch of a bunch of bacon. We probably put yeah five six packages of bacon just to to cover up those uh, shoulders, and we cover up the hams too, so that the hams don't get too crusty. Mm-hmm. You know, because you know it's great to have bark, but if you have too much bark and it becomes like hard, it's, yeah. it's an issue, right? Yep. Um, and then you've got to, we inject the, we inject so much injection into that. And that's, 
that was like, that's one of our, our pinnacle points is the injection that we created. I've been working on, um, for the past 12 years yep. and it's all been trial and error. It's all been going through the different pigs that I've cooked and trying to finalize the, the final recipe for it. And, um, it, when you taste it straight up, it's, it's God awful. It's like, it really is. Um, but what happens when it, when it amalgamizes with the, with the muscles, it comes out like this liquid magic. Nice. And because we cook our pig, uh, Memphis style, it all pools. The skin acts like a pool mm-hmm. and we suck up all those juices. Uh, we fat separate it. We pass it through a sieve. And then at the right time, you have to wait till your stall, you're, you're past your stall and your temperature's rising. If you do it too soon, you can cause a long stall. So what we do is we, we take that injection and we pass it and everything. We wait till the stall finishes and then we re-inject that back into the pig. Oh, nice. Okay. Yep. And then what happens is that comes back out. We, we do the same process over again, but then we mix that with... Um, our barbecue sauce, our tack sauce okay, yeah. that we do the final glaze with, mm-hmm. but that's what we use to dunk the, dunk the pieces in. So you have this rich barbecue yeah. sauce, right? Yep. So the process is you, you, you've cooked this pig. It takes about 22 to 24 hours. Generally mm-hmm. we did a 135 pound female. Okay. Um, and, uh, it was like, I, I feel that's like the perfect weight, you know, like we've done, we've done bigger hogs in the past, but you tend to run out of time mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. when you do, when you do them that size. Right. Yep. So you've got your pig cooked and then, um, you know, 15 minutes before you're onsite judging, you have a blind box hand in. Okay. So you have to give again, the shoulder, the shoulder, the loin and the ham all in one box. And you can present it however you want. You just have to include those pieces. You can't include any other pieces in the box. Okay. There's no garnish at all. It's just the meat in the box. Yep. You have an option to give an extra container of sauce if you like. Yep. So that's entirely up to you. If you give sauce, the judges have to use it and they have to judge it. Gotcha. So you okay. want to be, uh, so be sure on your sauce, up, right? Yeah, that makes up 60% of your mark. Okay. And then you have three judges and you spend 15 minutes with each judge. So you have to ready your site. You have to, you know, it depends on the weather too because Memphis can either be like dry and hot or it can be, it can be a river yeah. and they decide the morning of whether they're marking from the ankles up, the knees up or the chin up. <laughs> Memphis and Bay is often called Memphis and mud. Yeah. yeah okay. but this year it was at, this year it was at Tiger Lane. It's usually down in Tommy Lee Park. Yeah. And when the, when the rain hits down there, you literally get rivers running through your site yeah. and then it becomes super muddy. So mm. it has been called Memphis and mud before. Yep. So, um, Anyway, you have 15 minutes with the judge. You got you to clean up your site. You got to decorate it. We, we put flowers out. You got to decorate your pig. A lot of guys use like kale. Yep. And, you know, we, we used we used pineapples and apples because that was sort of like um, based on our injection. We put a piece, a couple pieces of wood out. So we really decorate the pig up. Mm-hmm. You glaze them up nice. It looks really beautiful. You bring them. We used a uh, 60/40 blend of cherry apple wood uh, for Auto Farms uh, nice. product. Awesome, yeah. yeah. It came out really nice, yeah. Came out beautiful. And um, so what happens is, the, you know, Greg Greg would greet the judge. We we have to check his credentials, make sure he's the right judge at the right time. Right, right, okay. Um, and then we show him to the back where the magic happens is what, what Greg would say. And mm-hmm. uh, we would go through the, the history of our cooker, about how it was custom built for us um, uh, from Humphreys in, in Maine. And they brought it down for us five years ago, and we've cooked on it ever since. And uh, how this one of a kind. There's nothing else like it. It's like a huge cabinet cooker. Okay. And um, and then we go through, just like I did with you, like the cooking process, uh, the injection, what we rubbed it with, how we re-inject the liquids, how we make the sauce, how we do the tack sauce, and then we got to cut each judge a piece of the shoulder, a piece of the the loin, and a piece of the ham, yeah. and that's what we get judged on. And then after he's tasted those. With how, if you say, I want you to put it in sauce, he has to put it in sauce. Okay. He he wants you to tell him how, or her, how you want them to eat it. I got you. Right? Yep. And then um, once he's judged that, we we do, I usually give them some belly, 
you know, a little bit of money muscle, a little bit sure. of cheek. Yep. I asked them what they like, and then I cut them. That's just that's just a little bit of goodies for them, yeah, you know. Yeah. And then yeah. uh, we, we lined the table with uh, with ramekins filled with uh, the the rub, the sauce, the injection, so they have a complete. They can see our process and they can taste our process, right? And they can ask questions yeah. and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of teams go into uh, a big full-blown story about, you know, where it came from, the diet of the pig, all the rest of it. And we we used to do that, but this year we found, you know, let's just be down to earth and and be straight up with these guys and tell them how we did, right? Memphis and they used to encourage bullshit, to be honest. Okay. Yeah. And uh, we've opted not to go that route. And I think, uh, well, we had a judge a couple of years ago tell us he was a pig farmer. And so... He can tell bullshit a, a mile away. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Yep. So you have the three judges, and then each judge has three teams that they're judging in that category, but they're only allowed to award 110. Okay. They have to choose yeah. first, second, and third, but they're only allowed to choose 110. And basically to make it to like the top three, the final table, um, you would need all 10s plus your, your blinds. Your blind box has to be perfect. Too. Yeah especially in that field. So, um, so we didn't make, we didn't make the top three. If you make top three, they say, congratulations, you're top three, do it again. And then you get four judges at once to your wow. site. And then they determine from those points, who is, who is the, the champion of that category. Right. So for, for that top three, they're going through the whole, uh, process, tasting that process, whole presentation all the, over again, but not four. one judge at a time with four judges at that table at, at the same time. Wow. That's right. And then the top score from that determines the champion of the category. Yep. And then the top score overall from all three categories determines the grand champion. Yeah. Awesome. So that, that, that happens, that happens not only in whole hog, it also happens in shoulder and ribs, right? And in ribs. Yeah. So they have, they have a blind box and they have an onsite judging. So we we just missed the mark of of hitting that top three. Um, one of the judges he came back and he said, "You know what, guys? I have three perfect pigs, and yeah. I had to argue with myself and nitpick and choose one. And this other team that he chose, their loin was just a little bit better than ours. And but we he he awarded, they were allowed to do two decimal places this year, so he gave them a ten. He gave us a 9.98, so we were second. Yep. And the third team was a 9.95. So the other two judges gave us their 10s. Nice. So if we had hit that third 10, we could have been in the running for top three. Yep. But needless to say, we're beside ourselves with the results. Yep. So this whole judging process has got to be uh, probably a couple of hours then, eh? Well, you have 15 minutes per judge. Yeah. And if you're late... If you're late or it runs on too long, you get penalized. Right. So it's it's a it's a 45 minute on-site judging period with maybe five minutes in between each judge. Yeah. But then when they go yeah. through it again for the top three, or so the whole you know the maybe maybe not comes, for you they, guys. They but, announced that like an hour later. Yeah. Oh wow. And you have about I think you have about 10 or 15 minutes to get ready for them. Yeah. So by the time you you know from the time you guys turn in that blind box to the time everything's the done, first, it's it's a couple hours, I would it's, think. Now we we do a, basically this is why it goes, it goes like crazy. So we yeah. we got there late. We cleaned up the pig. We cut away the tin foil. We decorated everything. Got everything ready for the blind box hand. And the blind box hand was at one o'clock to one yep. fifteen. Yep. And judging started at one fifteen. Yep. <laughs> so first judge was on your side at one fifteen. So two o'clock, that's done, and then three o'clock, the the top three the judging. Uh, wow. Well. Yeah. That's right. Uh, so it's a a lot of waiting around once uh once the judge once you've uh Well you're pretty busy. Yeah. You know what? It seems like a long time when you talk about it, yeah. but when you're when you're in it, it is like if you're used to doing a KCBS style event, yeah, which is pretty intense. And, yeah. You know, the four oh, yeah. meets yep. pretty intense. I would say it, the pressure is double. Yeah. Just because like with whole hog anyways. I don't I haven't I haven't competed in the ribs or the or the shoulder, but whole hog just like getting those right pieces and get in there because you're the pig is still so hot out you know it's been sitting around for like an yeah. hour or two hours yeah trying to get in there with your gloves oh my god it's so hot yeah. and then everything just goes trying to get your site all cleaned up and 
Everything just ready for the judge, man, it's just, the time just flies. You're like, where'd the time go? Yeah, no doubt. Uh, So at what point are you notified that you've made top 10 or whatever? So when the top three find out, they come around with another certificate saying that you've made top 10. Okay. Basically, and they give you the the breakdown, like you're not allowed to bring more than 10 people on stage with you. Okay. (laughs) Which is kind of crazy because... Like, we're just a small team, yeah. you know, but, like, if you get put the shed up there, there's, like, 30 guys. Yeah, right? some of those crews, yeah. So yeah. They, they limit it to 10 people on the stage. So we go down. Nobody knows where they placed. Yeah. And as as the numbers were counting down, we were celebrating. No doubt, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, every, time, every time a team was called and it wasn't us, we're like, yes! Yeah, yeah. Well, and, yeah. So, yeah, we got the... Yeah, we got the fifth place. We ended up beating Myron Mixon. We yeah. ended up ble- beating Ubon. We ended up beating Melissa Cookston. Yep. Um, Fireman John, who's like, he's like a big name down, down there for yep. sure. Yeah, no, I'm looking uh, we, at well, the shed was, the shed wasn't even in the, they were, they were like in, in the twenties. Yeah. Um, 17th street, they were way like in the thirties. Yeah. You yeah. Know, I think there's 39 teams in Hog, but uh, yep. some of the legendary, you know, our heroes that no, no you know, doubt. we've always yep. been chasing yep. to beat them is, um, That's you know, and, and you know what? Uh, Greg was talking. Greg and Phil went over to, to Myron Mixon's tent, and yeah. he said, "Hey, we you know because they took his class. Hey, we we took we got uh, we're a top ten call." He's like, "Yeah, so do I." And he goes, "I hope you beat me. Oh, if awesome. we were in the top three together, I'd yeah. I'd be I'd be wishing other things on you." But yeah, he was he was pretty happy that we beat him. Very gracious. Yeah. Well, and it's funny because you see him on the TV shows, and he doesn't come across that way, right? Yeah, but then I, I've heard him on yeah. other. Uh, I've heard him on podcasts and stuff, and he just seems like a super guy. But uh, that that character he puts on for the barbecue pitmasters or whatever, he comes across yeah, as a good. Yeah, and his and his son is like super. Yeah, Michael. Michael, yeah. he's he's a super nice guy. He came over. He congratulated me. Yep. And oh, then nice. uh, then I was like, yeah, I'm so stoked. He was okay. All right, all right, all right. get off your high horse. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy it, but don't go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> More coming right up from Rusty Smoke Barbecue, talking about Memphis in May and a little Canadian and Ontario competition barbecue chat after a quick word from our friends at Township 27. Township 27 develops, produces, distributes, and sells the highest quality pantry spices, herbs, spice blends, sauces, salad dressing, and condiments for people who love food. All of their products are produced by hand in small batches using only the highest quality ingredient ingredients to maintain the full flavor and freshness that their customers have come to expect. Township 27 has searched the globe, looking for the finest ingredients to go into their products, and they are excited to share the bounty with you. All Township 27 products are gluten-free, cholesterol-free, MSG-free, and are pure, with no added fillers or preservatives. Township 27 is proudly Alberta-owned and produce all of their products locally right in Rocky View County, Alberta. If you are looking for the best spices, blends, sauces, and condiments, whether it be retail, wholesale, or bulk, check them out at www.township27.com and follow them on Instagram and Facebook. Yeah, but it was funny. Like, we're walking back with a trophy. Little kids are running up, asking to take pictures with us. Oh, wicked. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Michael Simon was uh, Iron Chef Michael Simon from New York. Yeah. Um, when we were on stage, came over and shook our hands, and it was like, way to represent Canada, boy. Yeah, right on. Yep. That's awesome. That's uh, very exciting for you guys. That's I'm, I'm thrilled. I uh, was re- really happy to see that. So, uh, You know, to give you an idea how tough the competition was, um, on our brisket, we had, uh, we had two nines, and the rest were solid tens. They throw out the lowest score, so we basically had perfect tens. Yeah. And we took twenty first. Wild. With with a with a perfect score. Yeah. And what other uh categories did you compete in in the ancillaries and stuff? We did them all. We did oh, um wow. we did we did the tomato based sauce, we did the vinegar based sauce, the mustard based sauce, we did poultry, uh beef, exotics, seafood and and turkey. Wow. And and wings. Yep. Well, so you were uh, it's a busy yeah, so, uh, it's a busy few days for you. Oh yeah. Sure. Yeah, it was very busy. We yeah. actually arrived a day later than we wanted to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, and with a bit more preparation, we we may have done better. Like um, our highest finish was 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 Phil's twenty uh, first, yep. and then after that was I think it was thirty first in mustard. Which I've done a second place in the mustard sauce before, but yeah, thirty first, and then it was mid pack the rest of the way. Yep. 
Unfortunately, we uh, we had our wings confiscated at the border. Oh, no. Yeah, that was another problem on the way over. We had these beautiful big wings from butcher shop, and they uh, they there's a some kind of a, a bird flu going around. Oh so yeah, yeah. Wings. Oh darn. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and then looking at some of those categories, the other categories, those are some big, uh, not only big names, but just uh, the number of competitors in uh, in all those other categories. So to certainly to be yeah, there was you know there was upwards of you know upwards of two hundred uh, yeah. entries in the category. Yeah, so to you so, know, middle yeah. middle of the pack and that kind of a crowd isn't uh, isn't uh, isn't too bad at all, right? So yeah, no. all the big boys are down there. Yeah. You know, I know uh, Malcolm Reed did did really well. Yep. Um, Heath Riles, the shed did yeah. really well. They yeah. have a bunch of the the the, the Basty Boys, yeah. which are they're actually a, a caravan team. They call them a caravan a caravan porkers team. Okay, the patio porkers. They're just there to party. Uh, yeah, one of those. <laughs> yep. yep. Yeah. So there's also a couple of teams that uh, over the years we've kind of cozied up to, mm-hmm. like the Latino Porkers. Yep. Uh, and Robinson Barbecue, which are you know Memphis-based teams, okay. and they're they're just amazing in terms of if you've forgotten something, yeah, they're, they've got our back, and uh, just the camaraderie of all the you know of every of all the teams, right? Yeah. They're just you know we're against each other, but we're all for each other. Exactly. We got a big we got a big Memphis barbecue family, just like just like across Canada. Yeah. How is a? It doesn't matter if I fly out west or. Or Janice, or yep. uh, the Rocky Mountain guys fly out here. Yeah, it's just all one big uh, barbecue family, you know. What yep. I mean, so like we've really, you know, everywhere we've cooked and throughout the U.S., especially Memphis, we 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 hit Memphis. We do the international wing championship down there too. So there's a real there's a, a barbecue Memphis family down mm-hmm. there for sure. Yep, so, there you go. It's great. It's really yep. good. Absolutely. You were talking before we started recording. I, uh, you're, you're hauling the cooker back. It's been down in Memphis for a few years. You said Big Red is the name. Big Red, yeah. It's, uh, uh, it's called. Uh, it was made for me by Humphreys. It's the largest cooker ever built in the northern U.S. Wow. It's uh, it's eight feet wide, four feet deep, and seven feet tall. That's a big. Uh, and uh, yeah. <laughs> Mokasan offered to buy it up when we first saw it. When he first saw it, he goes, "I want to buy it. How much you want for it?" I said, "I haven't even cooked on yet." Who's that, Mo? <laughs> Big big Mo is that what you said? Big Mo, big Mo. Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah, yep. he wanted that was uh, what year was that? Like twenty eighteen, twenty eighteen. Okay, yep. yeah. Yeah, Big Mo was definitely there this year, and he walked the stage a couple. He of walked times. the stage with uh, seafood. He did a crab cake. Nice, awesome. Yeah. So talk about uh, it's a cabinet cooker. You said it's a cabinet cooker, and. Um, yeah, it, it chews up a lot of charcoal. That's for sure. Yeah, no doubt. Yep. <laughs> Uh, in our, in our, in 24 hours, we went through close to 10 bags of charcoal. Wow. Yep. And, um, and yeah, it holds temperature like a champ. You wouldn't believe it, how well it holds temperature. Like once you get it, once you get it locked in, Mm -hmm. you know, we put water in it as well. Um, just to help with the humidity and just to hold that temperature. So it just doesn't go away from us. Right. Because if it gets away from you, you can't bring it back down. No. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so it ran. It ran a perfect 2.30 for a solid 18 hours before I started fiddling with it just to get the temperature up a little bit just to finish off the cook. Yeah. But let me tell you, yeah, they built it for me. We designed it over the internet, back and forth, and uh, they delivered it right down, right down in Memphis in May for me. So Awesome. It's been living, it's actually been living in Memphis since then. Yeah. Uh, it was actually at one of the... <laughs> The, the most dangerous neighborhoods in the U.S., <laughs> the top five most dangerous neighbors in the U.S. We had no idea when we put it there originally. Yep. But um, it, you know what? I think it's a pretty safe spot, <laughs> even though sure. even though it's a really bad neighborhood. Yeah. It's been down there, and then we've got a big rib fest coming up ah, okay. that we're doing in Innisfil, um, so we need the cooker space. Yeah. So they said, can you, bring, can you bring up Big Red? So I was like, okay. So I went out, I bought a trailer. We hauled it down with us. Yep. And let me tell you, it was a it's been a nerve wracking ride up. <laughs> no doubt, yeah. Because the the highways in the US aren't the smoothest. Yep. And there's potholes everywhere and every time that thing hit a pothole it would bounce. Ah, uh, yep. And it would pull the truck all over the place and yeah, I think we did about between ninety and hundred kilometers an hour most of the way until we got back into some good road. Yep. But yeah, and then and then they they wanted to charge me, of course, at the border. But oh, okay. haha, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got we got through. <laughs> yeah, and you said it'll hold yeah. what six hundred and fifty pound hogs. 
650 pound hogs and I have four, I have four, um, uh, shelves in it yep. that, uh, I, I, and there each, each shelf is, is four by eight. Yeah. Okay. So if I don't even, I got to figure out how many racks of ribs I'm going to hold just, it, but it's, it's going to be a lot. Yeah, no doubt. That'll cook a few, uh, cook a few racks of ribs for sure. Yeah. Like we had a, we only did one pig down there. Yep. Because that, my, my theory is if you're going to, if you're going to win, say you hit a top three, why would you switch pigs? Yeah. Right. Yep. Stay with the same pig. But yeah. a lot of teams do multiple pigs. Right. They do. But but I'm like, you know what? I can do my blind box and and my three judges on one side of the pig. Yeah. I can flip it around and do the other four judges off the other side of the pig. Right. So, so it, why it, why why mess around? Why split your focus? Let's just focus on one pig. Yeah. And it looked tiny in that cooker. And yeah. really did. <laughs> no we had one shelf in there. We had the we had the shelf of water and the shelf with the pig on it. And the pig had a solid, I don't know, three feet on each side. Yeah. Or, or at least two feet on each side. Two yep. feet on each side, two feet on each side. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. So, awesome. Yeah. So uh, talking about that, if you were in that top three and you had two pigs, you could use one pig for the initial use, round yeah, and then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. I guess like KCBS, no, right? Some if teams, you, I've seen some teams cook even more. Like, yeah. Melissa, Melissa, I think she cooks three. Oh wow! And then she had, I think she had ten other te- in other categories too. She had ten farm teams, so she's a, she's got a big development program going on okay. with like sixteen, seventeen year olds. Oh, nice. doing. They had other teams in different categories. I think she may have had another one in hog as well. Okay. But she had a bunch of teams out there that um, that she's sort of breeding for the for the next generation. Oh, good for her. Which is great. You yeah, know, absolutely. talking from like you know, I'm, I sit on the the board with the Canadian Barbecue yeah. Society. I wish, you know, we could, we got to start developing that in Canada. Agreed. We really yep. do. Agreed. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what were you cooking, uh, like for the other categories, uh, what were you cooking on? Uh, we had a, we had a homemade drum. Yep. And we had a, 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 a small backwoods. I don't know the size. Yeah. No, we had a small backwoods party and a PK. Okay. And a PK grill and, and a homemade drum. So Nice. We only really use the PK to crisp our chicken wings. Right. Yeah. Uh, we cooked the the brisket in the um, in the drum. We started the the lamb racks for exotic in the backwoods, and we finished those on the drum. Seafood we did in a pan. Yeah. Um, poultry we did um, a bit in in the smoker and a little bit on on in uh, in the oven. So we had a we did a, a chicken pot pie. Okay, with, nice. with a smoked chicken breast sliced on the top of it. There you go. With a bourbon and a bourbon sauce over top of it. it sounds tasty. So, yeah, we did some Nolan shrimp. We did uh, it's like a Worcestershire butter sauce with the shrimp. Okay, really tasty yep. sauce. Garlic and whatnot. Really, really good. That finished around I think it was around fiftieth. Which is still decent. Oh yeah. Considering you know if you look at the number of people in the categories. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we we were using everything, yep. we were using everything, but yeah, the that homemade that homemade drum did it yeah. wonders for that brisket. Yep. Yeah, hot and fast. I think we did it in about four and a half hours. Nice. Yeah, I'm just starting to uh, just got a drum a few weeks ago, so just uh, learning how to cook on that still. So. That's, well, uh, we started, you know, like I'm I'm still like a, a purist. I I really like uh, cooking slow and low. Yep. Um. But like in the last couple contests in in Texas, we've been going hot and fast with with chicken and with the brisket and yep. basically with the ribs. We're doing ribs in two and a half, three hours. We're doing the brisket in four to five hours. The chicken we do in forty five minutes. Yeah. The chicken. Those are hot. Like we we've been doing IBCA right. Yeah, half so chicken. It's, um, half chicken, and uh, you basically you, I I cook it as hot as I can. Yeah. I can get the thing up at 500 degrees. Get to 500 degrees. Yep. Oh, well, there's something to, something to be said for sleep, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, awesome. So what's uh, what's happening out in Ontario this year, competition-wise? I've been kind of keeping an eye. Competition-wise, we just have we just have the Jack Nine Memorial. Yep. Um, in memory of Jack Nine, uh, Michael. Yep. He he died young of cancer. Mm-hmm. So um, David Hunnam from um, WD. Every day, smoke. He he's kind of retired from the barbecue circuit, like competition. His yeah. son still competes, but okay. uh, he doesn't. He basically um, he organized it on his property. Awesome. And it's uh, it's it's actually like all the all the close barbecue family. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a couple other 
other teams that that didn't know Michael as well, but the majority of the teams there knew him. Right. And we go out there and we cook at Dave's property. That's really um, the only contest that's happening in Ontario. We're trying to get uh, one meat contest going. Okay, yeah. Um, that could be hosted at one of the, the, the KCBS representatives' house, okay. possibly. We may do a one meet. Yeah. And I'm looking at some campground stuff. I don't know. I, I may may figure something out. Who knows? Yeah. Yep. But um, the, the summer's fast approaching. Uh, we've got... You got the the uh, the Atlantic Championship there. Yeah, in August, which is a a jack uh, a jack draw ticket too, right? Yep. Because all he needs is ten teams to get that going. I think he's already got twelve registered or something like that. Excellent. Yep. So we'll be going out there. Um, we'll probably hit Lake Placid as well. Okay. In August, um, the two weeks after Phil's event. Yep. And then we got to when then we're back down in Memphis for the Wing Championship. I'm going to try to see if I can get out west for barbecue on the bow or something like that. But okay. other than that, um, other than that, there's not much happening in Ontario. Yeah. It's a real, we, and, like Quebec is on fire, but Quebec doesn't really want to play with us. Yeah. And, and <laughs> Quebec is a lot of the amateur stuff, right? More so backyard. They do a lot of amateur and yeah. non-sanctioned stuff. They yeah. Do. yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, that, that grows into KCBS uh, at, at some point if That's they're interested. Right. right? So. Yeah, we'll be we'll be back in in Oklahoma for the Invitational. Yep, and we're hitting Monterey the beginning of October. We're I, I have a ticket to go back to the WFC if I want to. Yep, but um, if I do go back, I'll probably do barbecue. Yep, I haven't really decided on that one yet. And then we'll probably hit a couple contests on the way down. Right on. But yep. Other than that, Ontario Ontario is in a in a dire a dire situation for yep. barbecue contests. COVID really really yeah. hurt us yeah we've decided that we're going to start competing a lot more in the south yeah um just because there's comps every weekend you you know we talk to people and they say how many competitions have you done so far this year and you go three yeah and they're going well we're at 37 yeah no it's a dead so. different world man yeah. yeah and i know out west out west <laughs> uh, what do you guys have six or something five or six uh we've got uh, four in alberta we got the one in bc one in saskatchewan so yeah yeah, so. I might hit the Saskatchewan yeah, one. Saskatchewan yeah, one you could you come out, you do barbecue on the bow, and then Saskatchewan on the way home the following yeah. weekend. Yeah, so there you go. Exactly. Yep. Also, also Manitoba seems to be on fire with a lot of backyards. Yeah, they've, they've got that little uh, they've got that little series four four different competitions backyard series they're doing. So that's yeah. awesome to see. And Unbelievable how active their barbecue society and how they support each other. Yeah, Manitoba Smoke and Grill, I believe it's called. Yep. Unbelievable society. Yeah. Now you got uh, yeah. yeah Rob and uh, Rob Turner there from Big Smoke helping lead the way there, yep. and uh, yeah. the whole crew of them doing some great stuff. So it's good to see and. You know, you hope maybe one of those uh, grows into a KCBS sanctioned event and uh, oh, yeah. keep it. Keep and it's it growing, amazing right? how many people seem to know Rob Turner down south. He's one of the first. <laughs> Go figure, huh? Go yeah. figure. <laughs> yeah. Everybody knows Rob. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's Rob awesome. Turner and Rob Reinhardt, they're pretty. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, that's awesome, guys. Uh, again, uh, team, congratulations. Uh, Thank you for pulling over and doing this. I'll let you get back on the road and get home. You you home this evening, or you still got another some more travel? Oh yeah, uh, yeah, we're about an hour out. No. Oh. We're an hour out now. Yeah, good. Awesome. Well, thanks so much right. for doing this. Uh, congratulations to the team, and uh, awesome to see Canadian hey, no, barbecue. Congratulations to you. Thank you. Congratulations to you for having a great podcast. Well, we I, listen to it all. I do appreciate that. Thanks, guys, and hopefully we'll see uh, see you out west here uh, this summer. Absolutely. Absolutely. Awesome, guys. Thanks so much. All right. Thanks, Peter. Cheers. You are listening to Canada's longest-running barbecue podcast, and it is time now for some barbecue news brought to you by the Barrel Boss Q, a family-owned and operated small business in Leduc County, Alberta, and the manufacturer of the original Canadian drum smoker. Whether it's in the backyard or on the competition circuit, Kelly Troy and the Barrel Boss Q team are driven by the desire to watch their clients showcase their cooking talents to slow down a bit and spend some quality time with family and friends. From entry level all the way up to fully loaded models, Barrel Boss Q has the charcoal, drum smokers, and accessories you need to be the barbecue boss of your block or maybe get a walk at the next competition. Shipping to customers across Canada and the U.S., Barrel Boss Q spends time talking to their clients to make sure each and every smoker they make is special and meets the needs of the customer. 
Barrel Boss Q is honored to be a part of their customers' barbecue journeys. You can follow them on Facebook and Instagram and visit them online at Barrel Boss Q. That's B-A-R-R-E-L-B-O-S-S, the letter Q, dot C-A, to see the whole lineup. And tell them you heard about them on the Eat More Barbecue podcast. KCBS members you have until the end of May to upgrade to a lifetime membership with a $100 savings. This is a great value and the lifetime membership will pay for itself in a few years, not to mention the convenience of not having to worry about renewing every year. Visit kcbs.us for details. A couple of quick Alberta notes before we run down the upcoming Canadian competition calendar. The small town Smokedown is happening in Bizano, Alberta, June 3rd to 5th. This is a first-year KCBS-sanctioned event, and it sounds like it should be a great time. The town of Bizano fully behind this. Kids queue a amateur state competition, all sorts of good stuff going on. They are still looking for judges, so if you are a KCBS-certified barbecue judge and you're interested in coming on out, head to www.bbqonthebow.com and get yourself signed up. Later in June, out in Invermere, B.C., the Columbia Valley Smoke Show on June 24th, 26th. This is another first-year competition, and the registration numbers are not where the organizers are hoping for. I had Pat on and Brad, sorry, Pat and Brad on the show a couple of episodes ago, and they have a great weekend-long festival planned, and this competition will be held in one of the most spectacular areas imaginable. If you're a competition team on the fence about competing this one, in this one, I encourage you to come on out and show some support for the barbecue family in B.C., We've already seen the Barn Burner Barbecue in Chilliwack, B.C. canceled this year due to low registration, and it would be a shame to have this first-year comp get buried before it even got going. There is over $4,500 in prize money up for grabs, including $1,500 to the Grand Champion. Come on out and join me and the guys from Moose Knuckle Barbecue in beautiful British Columbia. Okay, rant over. Here's what's up and coming on the Canadian comp scene. This coming weekend, May 28th and 29th, it's the Porkapalooza Barbecue Festival in Edmonton. Check out porkapalooza.ca for details and best of luck to all the teams competing in this one. The following weekend, June 4th and 5th, that new competition we talked about, Small Town Smokedown in Bazano, Alberta. I believe registration is closed, but as I mentioned, they're still looking for judges. Moose Knuckle Barbecue will be competing, so be sure to stop by and say hello if you're there. There is a KCBS judging class in Lethbridge, Alberta, June 18th. You can visit www.smokewindandfire.ca for registration for the class. I took the judging and table captain classes here in Calgary last month, and it is great from a competitor standpoint to have some insight into what the judges are looking for. Not sure when I'll get out to judge my first comp, but I'm certainly glad I did the course. The following weekend, June 24th, 26th, it's that Columbia Valley Smoke Show in beautiful Invermere, B.C. that I mentioned previously. Moose Knuckle Barbecue will be there making the trip west. You can get info info at www.cvsmokeshow.ca. Moving into July, we have another new event on the calendar in Weyburn, Saskatchewan. July 1st and 2nd, it's the Souris River Smoke Event. This is a Canadian Barbecue Society-sanctioned backyard competition. The next weekend, July 23rd, 24th in Lethbridge, Alberta, the second annual Smoke, Wind, and Fire competition. Visit www.smokewindandfire.ca for registration info. Also on July 23rd, a backyard event in Niverville, Manitoba. It's the Niverville Smokemaster Barbecue Competition, which is the second event in the Manitoba Backyard Series. You can visit events.eply.com slash NiverviltOY for details on this one. You heard Steve and Greg and I talk about the Quebec competition scene earlier. And August 6th is another amateur event just a little northeast of Montreal in St. Perpetue as La Classique La Bonté returns. You can search La Classique BBQ La Bonté on Facebook for more info. The weekend of August 13th and 14th brings us out to the East Coast for the Atlantic Canada Championship Barbecue Festival in Clare, Nova Scotia. The website for this one is AtlanticCanadaBBQ.com. Organizer Philippe Godet was my guest on last week's episode, and as you heard on this week's show, he was also a part of the Rusty Smoke team at Memphis in May. That same weekend in Saint-Île, Quebec, Septile, Quebec, sorry, is the Festi Grill de la Côte Nord, a backyard competition. Go to Festi Grill Côte Nord for info on this event. 
August 27th, 28th, another second-year event in Alberta, the Didsbury Lions Barbecue Competition in Didsbury, Alberta. Registration is open for this one now at didsburylionsbbq.ca. And I'm excited to announce that Moose Knuckle Barbecue will be back in Didsbury for the second year. Barbecue on the Bow is on for September 2nd to 4th in Calgary, and registration is open at www.bbqonthebow.com. The competition is moving to an exciting new location this year and will be held in northwest Calgary at the Calgary Shriners Stables. This event venue sorry, is literally right on the banks of the Bow River and sounds like a fantastic spot for this event. The following weekend, Smoke in the Valley out in Saskatchewan has upgraded from an amateur competition to a KCBS-sanctioned event. It will be held in Moose Jaw at Buffalo Pound Provincial Park the weekend of September 10th and 11th. Visit www.smoketheletternthevalley.com to register for this one. Folks, these last three competitions I mentioned are all held on three consecutive weekends within about an eight-hour drive of one another. Which teams out there are going to do the trifecta? Let me know you're planning to do all three be awesome to see that the final event on the calendar for now is the third and final in the manitoba backyard team of the year series this one's in winnipeg at lux barbecue on september 17th you can register for for it at events.eply.com slash l-u-x-e-t-o-y it is great to see so many events on the calendar hopefully more to come please let me know if i've missed anything and i'll add it to the next update eatmorebarbecue at gmail.com I have a special one planned for next week but we did have some technical issues during recording so I don't want to mention who the guest is just yet in case I have to do extra editing let's just say he would be considered one of the rock stars of the barbecue world also coming soon will be a series of short segments over the summer shining a spotlight on some of our Canadian competition teams the series is made possible by the generous support of our friend JT from the Rack Addicts Barbecue Team I'm always looking for guest ideas for the show, so email me at eatmorebarbecue at gmail.com if there's someone you'd like to hear from. You can find me online at www.eatmorebarbecue.ca and also at albertabbqtrail.ca where you can check out the listing of barbecue joints here in Alberta then go down out there and show them your support. If you're not in Alberta, get out to your local barbecue joints and show them some love. Thanks to Alan Orban for the great music on this and every episode of the Eat More Barbecue podcast. That's a wrap, everybody. See y'all next week and keep on smoking.